You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Auburn is not a place. It is a people. The loveliest village on the plains is more than just a collegiate sports venue more than a university filled with historic buildings and more than a quaint little southern town. Its worth lies within its people, those that call Auburn home, whether that be for a single day at a time or a lifetime. Much like our legendary Toomer's oak trees, our stories are the product of a firm foundation laid in the beginning of our Auburn story. These are the stories of the Auburn family. These are their roots. War Eagle to each and every one of you that consider yourselves a part of the Auburn family, and welcome to a brand new podcast just for you. My name is Kyle Loomis, and I'll be taking you on this journey as we discover and talk about the concept that David Housel coined best, the whole of the Auburn experience, and that is told best through the eyes, the ears, and most importantly for this podcast, the words to the stories that make up the Auburn family members. In essence, their Auburn roots. Each episode, we're going to sit down with a member of the Auburn family and talk about how Auburn the town, the university, the athletics program, and beyond has shaped who they are today. For this very first episode, we had to get someone super special, and I'm pleased to say that we have done that. To kick things off for us, we have Miss D. Ford. Now, for some of you, that's a very familiar name. For others, it may be the first time that you've heard of her. But I can promise you this, whether you've heard her story one time or a thousand times, it's pretty incredible. Now, a quick note before we get started. This episode or interview was actually done well over a year from when we're actually posting it. Uh, We've had this idea for a long time and just never jumped on it until now. So that means that some of the information in this interview might be a little dated at times because we're telling the story, or rather she is, of her first pilgrimage to Auburn from the United Kingdom. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to our initial interview with Dee Ford and telling her story about her Auburn roots. I am welcoming in a very special friend of ours. You might know her from, you know, a little thing called Twitter. Uh, she has got a very unique story that I think encompasses the specialness that is what it means to be a member of the Auburn family. So for this edition, we're going to be talking to Dee Ford, and I am so happy to have her on here. Welcome, Dee. <laughs> Hi, Carl. War Eagle. War Eagle. And I am you know, ecstatic to have you on here. I got to experience a little bit 
of your time in Auburn and you're not, I'm calling it your pilgrimage to Auburn because that's, that's essentially what it is because you were it pretty much was right. Yeah. <laughs> you were not an Auburn <laughs> fan beforehand. And now it's all of a sudden become this Mecca that you have to trek over to and go experience hopefully many, many more times now. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure we can rearrange something. You know, we might have to get with Jay Jacobs a little bit and uh, see if he can work something out for you to get you back over here a little bit more often. But I'm sure. <laughs> I hope it's not your, uh, your last time coming to Auburn. I don't think it will be. No, I think uh, I will be back. So what we're going to do, uh, D, is we're going to go look through your Auburn story. But before we talk yeah. about your roots and where mm -hmm. the Auburn part of it begins, we have to know a little bit about you as well and what you're all about, what people want to know about you. So could you just kind of give us a little background information to who you are, where you're from and anything that you'd like us to know about you? Um, well, I'm just an ordinary English woman. Um, I live in a town in uh, North Kent, which is about an hour from London. Um, I run a chartered surveying business um, here in Kent, and um, my life is, is pretty normal. I live here on my own with uh, three dogs, a couple of cats, a few tortoises. Wow. That's about it. <laughs> That's, you've got a literal zoo on your hands i have yes yes <laughs> now have any of those animals uh been named or will they ever be named uh, auburn names well something's got to be named orby at some point haven't they but one of the <laughs> well i breed the tortoises um, very occasionally and one of the baby tortoises was in fact named after uh, jeremy henderson the uh, radio host so he um he now lives down in devon but he's still called jeremy well, that's a cool little connection there. You know, it is, it's, yeah. yeah. You, it's what's funny about this is that as people grow in their Auburn fandom, things like that start to bleed into their, what we call, what you just called your normal life, where you yeah. start naming your pets after certain athletes, yeah. people that you met at Auburn. You know, that's, yeah. it's just funny how that happens. It, it will happen. I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> there are no shortage of names for you to pick from. I mean, Bo, no. Cameron Newton, <laughs> you know, you might as well name another one D after the D four that this all kind of started with. So. That might get a bit confusing in this house, mightn't it? <laughs> it would get a little bit confusing. There. I don't know how you would keep it straight there. Um, so you're a surveyor from Kent. Can you explain yes. to people that might not know what that is to uh, just explain what you do? The nearest equivalent in American terms is an estimator. Um, I value land and property. So um, that's what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. And is that something that you really enjoy doing or, or is it something that you've just kind of been doing all your life and it's just been normal to you? Um, yeah, I've, I um, started out as a secretary many, many years ago and um, decided to take a change of direction and and um, qualified when I was about um, 24, 25. So I've been doing it for the last sort of 20 odd years. Um, and I, I just sort of fell into it. But that's that's, that's what I do. So yeah. it's a I, career. So. Well, and then there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like a lot of people no. kind of fall into something and they kind of start enjoying it and it becomes their career and, and yeah, their life. So to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. And that, it doesn't define everything that we are, but it is a big part of us. So that's really cool. It, it pays the wages, so, you know, it pays all the bills. <laughs> you know what it pays for, D? is it pays for you to come over to Auburn more. It does, yes. Well, I hope so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so surveyor from Kent. What what about this aspect? Do you, you guys have what you call university over there, if I have it correct? That's this right. is the southern boy yes. from Alabama trying to understand what it's like over across the pond, so to speak. So yep. 
what explain that to me how is that different from what you've gathered over here in the united states university here um we go to um after we've done our exams at what you'd call a high school and we attend from the ages of 18 to 21 um not everybody goes like you tend to in america um and it is purely an educational thing you go there to get a degree and when you leave university you come out and you get a job um there's no sponsorship in the way that you have athletic sponsorships there's no real push for um anyone to do sports at university it's purely an educational issue hugely different yeah it's interesting that you know we associate that education is the same across you know, even countries or even across the United States, it can be a little bit different too. Um, But it's interesting hearing your perspective and what you guys have to go through and how it can be a little bit different over there. Yeah, Um, it's totally different. Yeah, it's the same kind of college community. The students, you know, all um, meet at university in the same way, party in the same way. Um, (laughs) But the focus is completely different. It's about studying and getting a degree. There's nothing about preparing yourself for um, a sports career in any way. Um, All of our athletes here, uh, are amateur and they do their sports outside of study. Okay, well that's good. I'm glad you shared that because I was going to ask kind of a couple questions there in terms of you said the uh, the party atmosphere of college is it is it similar <laughs> yeah. or is it a, a different as well? Because you know college in the United States that is definitely a party scene. Um, I would imagine it's pretty similar. I was a mature student. I was older when I went to university and was working at the same time. So I didn't get the opportunity to see the the real side of it as you would at 18. Um, But it's pretty similar. And and of course, we are allowed to legally drink earlier than you guys are. So at 18, everybody goes and gets very drunk. Well, you know, there is that difference as well there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) So what about sports? You, You mentioned that college or university athletes play outside of their school there and there's no sponsorships mm-hmm. in terms of that and they're all amateurs mm-hmm. what about you in terms of are you a were you a big sports fan before all this no no not at all I had no interest in playing watching unless it's in the olympics or the world cup or something like that then i'll, I'll watch out of patriotism um, but that's it and I, I think that's a very common thing for most people who even if someone's not a huge sports fan they'll pay yeah. attention to those big, especially international events. And I, I think that's yeah. a very common theme you hear across. There's not too many people that wouldn't pay attention to the Olympics, to the World Cup. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we associate, if I'm just kind of being stereotypical here, you know, people from the United Kingdom with soccer. And, you know, I think that's yes. where we most people would say, oh, you're probably a soccer fan. Is that the case yeah. at all? Um, Not. Uh, Premier League soccer I I am aware of it happening um, but I live in a League One town so I have a bit of support for Gillingham Um, but I'm you know I've I've been down to matches but I don't follow them avidly Um, and it's just there in the background it's something that you know I'll, I'll look at occasionally you know, Auburn soccer uh, over here is starting to grow a little bit in yeah. terms of interest. Um, we do a yeah. on our network a Auburn so- soccer dedicated podcast with Peter Green and Drew mm. Hooper, and um, yeah. that program is doing very well. I don't know. Did you have a chance to meet Coach Karen Hopper when you were over here? I did. I met her at the Friday luncheon. Yes. I am a huge fan of Coach Karen Hopper. She is. She is fantastic. Yeah. She is running such a great program over there, and, and isn't I, she? I admire her and the level of success that she's been able to maintain since we, at least since we've been covering and beyond that. Yeah. Um, she's, yeah. Uh, she's done wonders for the team, hasn't she? And she's just such an unassuming person. She's yeah. Lovely. She's, she's an awesome person. And I'm definitely glad yeah. to have her as part of the coaching staff there. All right. So definitely. I think, I think we've covered 
a lot about you. Is there anything else that we should know about you outside of Auburn before we move on to the beginnings of your Auburn roots? No, I don't think so. Well, let's talk about that then, because it doesn't matter how your Auburn roots began. It only matters that they began. And in mm. your own words, and you can share as much or as little of this story, because I know you've told it a thousand different times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just go ahead and tell us the beginning of your Auburn roots. Where does it begin? Um, it began about five years ago when um, I'd had my Twitter handle for a couple of years, but didn't really use it very often. And uh, in the middle of the night, my phone started to bleep with notifications that I was getting Twitter um, messages from people telling me what a great footballer I was. Um, and I didn't understand a single word that anybody was saying. And obviously I'm no footballer and would tweet back going, it's not me. I think you've got the wrong person. And um, after a few days of uh, of this happening, um, all of a sudden out of the blue, I had somebody called Jay Jacobs tweet to say that I was MVP in the senior bowl and how wonderful and fantastic that was. And the phone literally um, lit up with notifications from, I think, the rest of Auburn and probably the rest of um, Alabama telling me what a wonderful person I was. And it didn't matter who I um, tweeted back to say it's not me. Nobody believed it. Everybody thought that I was D Ford. And eventually I thought I'd better look up who this guy is and I'd better look up who the guy is who's told me that I was MVP. And it turned out to be <clears throat> Jay Jacobs, who was the athletics director. And D Ford was a very strapping young um, football player from Alabama. And um, it wasn't me in any way, shape or form. And I, you couldn't compare the two of us at all. Um, <laughs> so um, when people were messaging me, uh, they were saying, you know, they're using football phrases that, that don't translate into English. Mm -hmm. And uh, they sound quite amusing when you translate them into the Queen's English. They, they either sound as though they're a bit risque um, or they just sound completely bizarre. <laughs> and in the end, I thought, I'll just have some fun with these people and take uh, the mickey out of them and yes. would just tweet back silly responses. And um, and it, it just got a bit crazy from there. And people kept saying, oh, hang on a minute, this isn't who we think it is. Other people, people were saying, yes, it is. And others were saying, no, it's not. And some people would explain what the football terms actually did mean. Um, and it just became good fun. And see, isn't that interesting? Because in a world where social media reigns supreme and there yeah. can be a lot of negativity associated yeah. with social media yeah. too. But I would I would counter yeah. with that that that's only with the capacity of who's using that. If you want to use it for bad, you can. But if you want to use it for good, that has yep. the equal weight and ability to do that on there as well. And it's yeah, it, it's so encouraging to see yeah. something that was a mistake in your story yeah. turn out to what we're going to talk about a little bit further here in just a minute to such an awesome and beautiful story. I think it just speaks to the power of. Something can be as good or as bad as you want it to be. It just depends on how you choose to use it. Yeah, I think so. You know, I could have just been rude to people and told them to go away and they could have been rude to me in the same way. But nobody's ever been mean to me. I've been trolled a couple of times in the last few weeks by Bama fans. <laughs> um, but that has been literally the only um, messages that I've had that have been, you know, even remotely distasteful. Everybody else has been really, really nice, kind, funny, welcoming. Um, and, and it's, it's just been great. So I can't complain at all. I don't see negativity in it in any way. 
Well, let me just say, that's just your indoctrination into the Auburn family. When you were receiving trolling from Bama fans, yeah. UGA fans, and pretty much anyone in the SEC, you are now officially an Auburn fan. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I will say this. You are very entertaining to follow on social media when you were quipping back <laughs> at them. And might I say, you do a very good job of just giving as much back as they give you. Oh, that's good. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Sometimes um, I think, oh, have I said a bit too much? But everybody seems to take it in good humor. So, <laughs> well, And I think it, you do it in such a way that it's they understand it's coming off in fun and you're not maliciously going after someone. And yeah. usually you, you're just responding to something that's already been given back to you. So you Absolutely, know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's all about how you use it, just like we talked about. But D. Ford, the footballer, have you yeah. met him yet? Have you had any correspondence with him? Yeah, we um, we exchanged messages back in the early days when when he apologised for all the confusion. Um, but he was absolutely cool with everything. He had no problem with it. And um, when tickets became available for um, an NFL game, when he'd uh, started to play for the Chiefs um, at Wembley in London, I managed to get a couple of tickets. And uh, his family tweeted me from the other side of the stadium saying, come over and meet us. Oh. And um, so I was able to spend, um, you know, some time with them. And unfortunately, we didn't get to meet him. He had to be shepherded onto the team coach very quickly after the game. So we missed him. Hmm. Um, but he phoned me and um, I was able to talk to him. So, um, yeah, he's been he's been really good. That's that's an awesome story because I wasn't aware of that part of it. I just thought you guys had been at arm's length or social media length for this longest time. And it, I know you haven't met in person yet, but you've at least talked no. on the phone. You met his yeah. family. Um, that's yeah. a really cool part of the story I wasn't aware about. Yeah, and they're fantastic. You know, they're really, really lovely people. I, I can't say enough about them. They are have been fantastic. You know, anyone could have just said, look, stop using my name. You know, this isn't funny anymore. And he's not like that at all. Um, and, and I recently saw... Um, a TV interview um, where he was um, asked about it and um, he was, you know, this is in the last few weeks and he was really cool about the whole thing and he just found it funny. So he's, he's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would like to think that all of our Auburn athletes would be as good natured as D and I, I haven't had too many encounters otherwise to say that that's not the case, but I think you couldn't have picked a better person to be mistaken with than D Ford and the way he carried himself. Um, mm. during his time here in Auburn. And I ha I'll be honest, I haven't followed him as much in his pro career, except when I hear mm. he's having an amazing game. But it seems mm. to me that he does continue to carry himself, and it seems like his family kind of echoes those same good values that uh, seem to ring true for him too. Yeah, they're wonderful people. There is, is nothing nasty you can say about any of them. And, um, and I think you're absolutely right. He um, he has been trolled, yeah, particularly at the beginning beginning of his career at the Chiefs he was trolled quite badly yeah. and he he handled it extremely maturely for you know for a young man who who could have gone the other way and um, he seems like the absolute professional and uh, continues to be so now yeah, and what a great person to be you know like we said I, I I would say that I don't know if I should say that you are mistaken with him or he is mistaken with you at this point I think D would D Ford the footballer would say that you are now the bigger Auburn celebrity than ever he was if I'm honest well, I didn't really know him while he was at Auburn because I, I sort of jumped in at the tail end of his career. So um, I couldn't really say. Yeah, it's, um, uh, he, he seems pretty famous to me. But, he, uh, he is. He has a very few famous plays. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I, the way I saw you be carried around campus and just whisked away mm. to this and to that and handle it in such yeah. a, a humble fashion, I, I do want to say that, that you handled yourself in such a way that I thought was very graceful and very... 
um, ad- admirable for someone who was achieving such a, I, I had used the term celebrity, and I know that's probably not how you choose to view yourself, but it, it's what it felt like. I felt like literally I was in the presence of royalty while I was with you on campus those few short minutes and hours. Oh, bless you. That's lovely of you to say. It's, it was a, a very strange and surreal experience from yeah. start to finish. And um, it's not something that I've ever experienced. Right. And, um, you know, I hope everybody knows how grateful I was. And, and you know, it, it was amusing for me to take part in it. But I was um, very sure that I was getting a treatment that, that was second to none and that other people um, haven't been as fortunate enough to experience. So yeah. I was extremely grateful for everything that was, was shown to me. So before we get to maybe your pilgrimage to Auburn, what about in between? There's five years difference there, if I heard you correctly, yeah. from yeah. the D Ford mix up to the pilgrimage. What What's yeah. it like in between there? Because you're just following on social media. And I, it, to my knowledge, you didn't travel across the pond to the United States in between all that, did you? No, not at all. No, I haven't had a holiday in 10 years. This is my first time away in that time. So I've only followed everything, um, you know, via television or um, on social media. And what is your, your impressions of Auburn in general in those five years? Were you immediately indoctrinated into what Auburn is just because of how you saw people respond to you? Or is it just kind of a slow build? Oh, it's definitely a slow build. I don't think at the beginning I actually really appreciated what people were talking about when they talk about the family and and in all honesty it's only really been now that I've actually stood in Auburn and I've experienced that for myself that I really do fully understand what it's all about and you hear about it you see people write about it all the time and um, you know I'm talking to strangers on on Twitter and they tell me that they feel like I'm family but but that means nothing when you're on different sides of the ocean right and when they are actually standing in front of you and inviting you to their houses and inviting you to um to go to places with them and you know it, it is completely different they really do mean that you are family and um it, it's taken me that long to to really realize what it's all about hey auburn fans i want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special here at the e2c network we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for auburn fans out there and best of all it's free to you but just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support whether you decide to join or not we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our e2c network family well that's it timeouts over let's get back into the episode is there a moment i know it's a slow build you said but can you think of a moment during those five years where you really started to get it was it a game or anything like that 
Yeah, no, I think it's built up o- over time. Um, it took me a long time to learn what football was about and, <laughs> and understand the terminology. Um, but once I'd got used to that, then I was able to um, converse more with people so I could understand what everybody's talking about. Um, and it's just built up and built up over all that time. I think that's even better because sometimes, you know, I think people can find those moments where they like, oh, that's when I became an Auburn fan. And yeah, mm. that's a great to have those big moments. But the fact that you took your time to not just dive straight into this and kind of figure what this is about, because we as Auburn fans try so hard to try to explain what it is, this feeling that we have, and we can never fully explain it. But just like you so beautifully said, it's, I, I understand it now. And you may not be able yeah. to verbalize it completely, but you, you say you fully understand it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, you know, at the beginning, it was just a case of people inviting a stranger across uh, the Atlantic to go and look at a football game, which is a very weird thing for people to do. Um, (laughs) But now it seems like a completely natural thing for people to do. And uh, I don't think they're quite so strange anymore. Well, you know, we all have our strange ways, but it's, it, again, it's a matter how you uh, use those strange ways and, and the influence that you use them in. And I'm happy to hear that your time uh, at Auburn, while it was very short, was uh, it seemed quite fun. You did a write-up for us for the website, and uh, I read through it. And I have to say, Dee, I don't know how you managed to get some sleep in between all that. I got very little sleep with a lot of jet lag, <laughs> um, but I honestly don't know. If if my diary hadn't been so well organised by Jen, I just wouldn't have made it to any of the places on time. Um, and we had so many invites. It was really, really difficult to, to to turn anybody down. And hopefully we accepted all the invites that, that came our way and we missed nothing. But I was literally flying from one place to another to try and meet people. And um, we managed to pull it off in the end. And I think we... You know, I saw everything that I needed to see, and um, yeah, it was fantastic. And here's the fascinating thing to me about this whole thing is that you just said you don't get to have time off for 10 years. or Was that 10 years? Yeah, 10 years, yeah. And you choose, and granted, you went to do other things while you were here, but you choose to spend two of those days, three maybe, Mm. kind of associating Mm. with the Auburn family. To me, that's the greatest honor that anyone could bestow upon the fam- the Auburn family as a unit, that, that a person that has this finite amount of time to spend doing what they wish to do away from their regular life and their work, and they choose mm. to spend it with the collective Auburn family. And mm. that, to me, that speaks volumes. It makes me feel so good about the state of our, we call it a fan base, but it really is a family. And, and that's the greatest compliment that you could give us. Well, I wouldn't have gone unless I felt, um, as though I was going to be welcomed. And by, you know, after these five years, there was no doubt that I had confidence that I was going to go and meet people that I trusted, that I liked, and that I wanted to spend time with. And um, yeah, I wouldn't have gone unless I'd felt that way. So I'm I'm really pleased that I was able to take the opportunity. So let's talk about the pilgrimage now. And I want yeah. to just make people aware that she has written a very detailed article for us on E2Cnetwork.com. Here on this audio show, Dee, I want you to share at least some of the major details of that trip, maybe how it started, some of the major points that you really stuck with you, and, and just some something about that for those people that may not have a chance to go read the article. Well, um, it started uh, literally as a case of I'm going to fly to America. I'm going to meet up with my friend Jen, who was flying in from Texas to show me her hometown, and we were going to go and watch the Liberty football game, and that's literally all we had planned. And it 
changed rapidly within days of me putting out on Twitter that I was going to come to America and I was going to go to the game. And we were invited to do TV interviews. Um, I was um, radio on the Friday morning. I had the university uh, take me on a tour of the university. I was given sideline passes by the university football team. Um, I got to meet just about anybody who was anybody connected with the athletics department and the university. Um, it, it was crazy. That's the amount of people that you officially got to go at least shake a hand or hug a neck. I, I just couldn't yeah. believe it. I, I was following your social media and I was like, look at who she is getting to meet. And if yeah. I may be stealing some of your thunder a little bit here, but to me, I keep talking about all these cool moments that you had that just kept blowing my mind. But when you told the story about how Ronnie Brown came to find you to take a picture with you. I know. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. That's the stuff of a 13 year old Kyle that he dreams of. It, it is. And um, it was so hard for me to comprehend because everything happened so very, very quickly. And um, there were people just, literally seeking me out and that's really really strange to feel um and and they would just appear by the side of me and I, I would look over at Jen and Jen would start to have these tears in her eyes and I'd think oh god this is something really special this is someone I need to pay attention to and and everywhere I turned there was somebody else that I recognized or a name was thrown at me and said such and such needs to come and meet you and um, I must have spent the entire time with my jaw on the ground because I just couldn't believe the people that were trying to say hello to me and who had heard about me. Yeah. And I know you've met so many amazing people there, but is there one you know person that you met during that time, those few days in Auburn that really stuck out with you? Not to take anything away from all the great people that you met, but is there one that you just keep kind of going back to in your mind? Um, I've, I've got to go back to Gus, haven't I? <laughs> and, and no matter what people say about Gus these days and what is or isn't happening with his play calls and and the team um he is the head coach and has been the head coach since I started following the team right and I hadn't dreamt that I would even be able to grace the same turf as him in the stadium let alone be told you're going to stand over there he's going to come down those stairs he's going to come and stand next to you you'll have a selfie but he didn't just do that he stopped he knew who I was he shook my hand he spoke to me um, we had a photograph and he went on his way and then he did it again on the sidelines. And, um, you know, I, I can't ask for anything more than that. That was just the ultimate as far as I was concerned. Yeah, that's a pretty special moment right there. And I yeah. think it speaks to obviously the character of Gus Malzahn that um, yeah. obviously he knew who you were, were very well. But the fact mm. that he would go out of his way to do more for you than that. And I, I do don't want to make this is about you, not about Gus Malzahn. But, you know, I think those are the. Uh, intangibles that Gus has that makes yeah, him such a Yeah, he didn't need special... to do that. Yes. Yeah. Any of the, let's talk about maybe you did Tiger Walk, you were on the field, mm. you were, uh, you saw somewhat of an eagle flight. Unfortunately, it yes. wasn't the, the best one. Um, no. <laughs> anything else at Auburn that like, that you got to experience in those days that you kind of go back to and just go, wow. Um, we were given the opportunity on the field to stand in the tunnel with the players. Oh, man as they came out on the field. And even I know that not the ordinary fan is allowed to do that. I'm not even sure we were allowed to do that, but (laughs) (laughs) 
when uh, when I was told come and follow me, I followed like a sheep because um, I'd got used to it by this stage that you know if I went when someone said go, then I would go because something exciting was going to happen. Um, and so I did exactly that and just followed like a sheep, sheep and was told to stand in the tunnel and stand very still. So um, I did and stood next to the um, the guys with the fire extinguishers and who let off all the smoke um, as the players came out the tunnel. And then was told run as the players ran out the tunnel. So I ran out with the players onto the field. I had I knew you were down there, Dee, but I had no clue that you ran out with them. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I nearly got flattened in the process. <laughs> Those guys are huge. <laughs> you, t- you talked about tr- understanding the terminology of football, but I think now you understand how big these athletes actually are. They're enormous. I, I don't know how you manage to find guys who are so big. They are just, well, we we don't have anything like that. And you look at the American football that's played in England and these guys are five foot six tall and they look like twigs. And and you've got these monstrous 18 year olds who are seven foot tall. And it's just unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. We do grow them big in Alabama. That's all. You do. You do. (laughs) We feed them very well here. For a person like me, it's, um, yeah, it's very uh, uh, intimidating. (laughs) That's such a cool experience, and I, I do uh, agree with you. That's not an experience that many will ever no. get to uh, do. So the fact that you got to do that in in a game like that, and it, I guess part of my frustration for you for this game was that it wasn't one of the big ones. But at the same time, when I took a step back and stopped being frustrated that you didn't get to see the, the Texas A&M come back or mm. the kick six at Alabama, I think it was important for you to be there on a more subdued day, so to speak, because yeah, the other, I think stuff, so too. The other yeah. stuff of Auburn took center stage. And that was kind of the impression I got from you because I, I kept looking at you when you would experience something new. And I was like, yeah, I, I bet this is great, but it, it could be so much better. And then I, I finally mm. stopped being selfish and took myself out of it. And it was like, this is her story. It doesn't matter mm. how big the game was. She's experiencing what, uh, I don't know if you know who David Housel is, but he is a former athletic director and now an Auburn historian. He was quoted as saying the whole of the Auburn experience. And when I mm. took look back on your day in Auburn, to me, that's what your time there was, the whole of the Auburn experience. Did you get that feeling? Yeah, without a doubt. You know, I could have gone to um, another game. Um, you know, I could have gone a week earlier. I could have gone to uh, the Iron Bowl. Um, I ruled out the Iron Bowl very quickly because I didn't want to go to Tuscaloosa. I wanted to see Auburn <laughs> for Auburn. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'd, I'd followed how the team were going through the year. It wasn't great. Right. And I wanted to go when there was a really good, um, you know, atmosphere. I wanted people to feel good. I, you know, I don't want to say that it was a forgiven conclusion that we were going to win, but the chances were pretty good. So, you know, I wanted to go and roll the oaks and I wanted people to to be happy. And, you know, if I was going to be there, there would be something else um, as well as the football. And it would just be a fun experience. And I'm really glad that I went there. Yeah, it wasn't a packed stadium, um, but that didn't matter because um, it was a family atmosphere. Everybody was really upbeat and everybody was happy that I was there and able to experience it. So the fact that it was a um, that, you know, a smaller game didn't really make any difference to me. I'll, I'll come back and see another game um, and it'll be a different experience again. Yeah. I do hope one day that you get to come back and experience the, the electricity that's in the air for those type of games. Cause it's I'd, something I'd love to. Yeah. It's something everyone needs to see. Yeah. 
So what about uh, the town of Auburn? Did you get to see much outside of the university? Did you go explore a little bit outside of that or were you just racked No, unfortunately, no. The, the diary was far too packed to do okay. that. So that will have to be in the next trip as well. So I wasn't able to be much of a tourist beyond the university town. And, you know, that I will say that I think beyond the university, that is where some of the treasures lie as well beyond the town really and it's beyond all those things but when you get down to it it's about the people that yeah. make up Auburn because that's yeah. it wouldn't be it without it it wouldn't and and that's really what I wanted to experience I, I can do the history anytime but without the people who are in the town itself then it, it's nothing anyway is it it is not no it is definitely the reason we do this this show now is to discuss um, our Auburn roots, not just as a collective, but to go down deep and mm. talk about individual stories and yeah. those moments that really define what it means to be an Auburn Tiger and a family member mm. now for you uh, going yeah. forward. Uh, briefly here, before we get to some final stuff, this is kind of a broad question. I know it may be hard to answer, but where do you see your Auburn roots taking you from now on? I mean, do you, we've talked about you anticipate coming back for more games. Um, yep. Do we have a, a room dedicated to Auburn now in your living room or something at home? <laughs> <laughs> there are things starting to appear. I, I look at my um, my living room and um, there's already a photo frame up with Auburn on it that, that doesn't match anything else in the room. And um, yeah, there's, there's sort of things here and there that, that are starting to look a bit blue and orange. Right. Um, and most of my um, clothing now is blue and orange. It looks very um, good on you. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's slowly creeping in. Yeah, no matter what I do, it's it's all there. <laughs> do you anticipate, we're, we're doing this interview uh, in December of 2018, but do you anticipate coming back in a certain amount of time, or is it just going to be one of those things the stars have to align again? Yeah, I think it is. I, I've obviously got a business to run, and uh, I can't just take time off without having to make an awful lot of arrangements with staff and uh, making sure that the the money is still coming in while I'm abroad. Right. So it, it just needs to be the right time. So I, I can't just suddenly fly out. I need to save up a bit as well. <laughs> Do you see yourself, uh, you know, Auburn football obviously is king. Do you see yourself exploring an Auburn athletics program that you maybe not have in in the near future or trying to get more into that? Or is it still going to be just mainly the football? I think football will always lie at the heart of it. But I would love to go and see a soccer game because I understand soccer. Um, and one of the things that has always interested me right from the start is the equestrian facility. Oh. Because you seem to have an absolutely amazing equestrian team and I would love to see some of them ride. What is Alabama football is the equivalent in Auburn equestrian. They are dominant. And when mm. I say dominant, they are the number one team currently, and they made the number two team look silly. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is a very good program. <laughs> and I'm glad that you say that because one of the things we preach here on the E2C Network is that if we're a family, everyone should matter. Even, and yeah. I, I say down to equestrian, but it's not down to it. It is just the aspect or the athletic program that not a lot mm. of people remember and they should because yeah. honestly it's our most prominent one so i'm very happy to see you yeah well it's, it's not just the athletics either it's um you know it's, it's the university itself you know i know you've got a very good um architecture mm -hmm. um section in the university and there's a the veterinary school people go on about because obviously I've, I've got an affinity to animals so just being able to go in and see things like that and see what you actually do do in the university would be fascinating to me 
Yeah, I would love for you to get uh, a broader, even broader experience that you already got the mm. next time you come, whether that be going to the city mm. and seeing w the small town that it is, but also going to see more of the campus and, and maybe talking to professors, going to experience, yeah. you know, the veterinary school, like you said, or um, it'd yeah. be even fun to have you go on the road with Auburn on a away game just to kind of see what it's like from the eyes of an Auburn fan at an away stadium. We won't send you that to would Tuscaloosa. Be amazing. Tuscaloosa or Baton Rouge, <laughs> I, I can't let you go there. That That's a bad experience. <laughs> might be a step too far, might it? <laughs> we, you might never come back, D, if I send exactly. you there. <laughs> well, okay, I think we've gotten a really good idea of how your Auburn roots began, where they are now, and where they're going. So with all our guests, I'm going to give them some rapid-fire questions, and I will say some of these you may not have an answer for since you are newer to your Auburn yep. family aspect. Um, so yep. your answer can be, I don't know, um, but okay. just off the top of the head, the best that you can give me, your first question is orange or blue? Orange. Obby or War Eagle? Oh. War Eagle. Wow. That was a surprise for me. I, I'm, I'm honestly that shocked. It pains about. me to say that, but no, that means, oh, I can't say it means more, <laughs> but it, oh, Orby will beat me up next time I see him. I'm sure it's... he will not beat you up over loving our war eagles. He loves them too. <laughs> um, I hope that you got to experience both the songs and kind of heard them, but the Auburn fight yeah. song or glory to all Auburn? The Auburn fight song. Okay. What about your favorite, favorite Auburn athletics program? Football. Okay. Your favorite Auburn athlete? Oh, that would have to be... Davis, I think. Chris Davis? Just, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Your favorite Auburn coach that you have come to, you know, or that, you're, that you've come to know, or maybe have learned about? Uh, coach Hopper. Okay. Your favorite non-athletics person, it can be a celebrity, or it can, what we would consider a celebrity at Auburn, or it can be just someone that you just learned off the street. Your favorite Auburn person that's not a sports person. Um... Oh, there's too many. I couldn't single anyone out. Okay, that's an answer. I'll take it. Uh, your, do you have a favorite Auburn building? Even though you spent, you didn't have as much time to kind of delve into that. Um, yeah, um, Sanford Hall because it's iconic. Okay. Your, and I know you didn't say you got to eat a lot during while you're in town, but do you have no. a favorite place that you got to eat in and around Auburn at all? No, I think I need to try an awful lot more to find food that I can actually eat that isn't grits. Okay. Mama Goldberg's is first on my list for you. Right, okay. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> your favorite <laughs> Auburn tradition, and this can be a sports-related tradition or a non-sport, because there are some. I, I don't know if you're aware of much of them, but there are a lot of them. But your favorite Auburn tradition? Uh, rolling the Oaks. And if you had to say your favorite Auburn memory, this is it. What is it? Walking onto the field okay. at the stadium. Yep. And my final question, and I didn't give this one to you in, in show prep, because I want your most honest and first question, first answer that comes to your mind. Okay. Describe Auburn in one word or phrase. Family. And I don't think there's any better way to describe it, to be honest with you. Uh, no. That's, it's kind of a loaded question. It's the answer I expect most people to give. Um, there are different answers that I've been given by different people over time, but it is the one answer that I think rings most true to what your story and most stories yeah. in the Auburn family is about. It, it, is, it is what it is, family. We're not related by blood. Uh, we're not related by the country we live in. We're related by mm -hmm. the, the orange and blue that we bleed. 
and that's the the main thing that that matters. Yeah, without a doubt. Dee, thank you so much for uh, being here with us today. Uh, it's it's been a treasure to get to meet you personally, and an honor that you allowed me to spend as much time with you as I, I got to while you were in Auburn. Um, I, again, I felt like I was in the presence of royalty, and I had no business even crawling behind you, but uh, it was a joy <laughs> to be there and, and watch you experience so many things for the first time in Auburn. Oh, Carly, it was an absolute pleasure. I loved every second that I was there. I'm, I'm just sorry it was such a short period of time, but uh, hopefully next time, um, you know, a lot more people will have the opportunity to come over and say hello and, and uh, we can do it all over again. This is not a goodbye. This is just until next time. And there will be many more next times, I hope, for you. Indeed, definitely. War Eagle D. War Eagle, Carl. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?